right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today, man. Today we're digging deep, learning a thing or two. Knowledge is power. We're going to have a whole lot of power today, man. And I love when we talk to Kyle Fisher. He's the basically director of branding and promotions um, for Hot Shot Secret. This is great stuff. We learn some every single time we have this man on. It's just a, it's a learning lesson, bro. It's one of the things, Kevin, I enjoy it. I know you do because every day we have this cat on, we go like, what? Tell us more, man. I, I can't believe what you're saying. And it's, it's cool. It, it, it's crazy how much science is going on, all these fluids that are in your vehicles and what those fluids are doing and all the pieces that are in there and the puzzles. And, and sometimes he just flips the script on you. And today he's yeah. about to do that because we grew up with, you know, 3,000 mile oil changes, right? That's just how it went. Oh, right? stay That's bro. just, that's the rule. That's the law. That's like physics, right? Absolutely. And, and somewhere along the lines, right, the OEs are like, oh, well, maybe 5,000. And you're like, okay, five. Right. You know, and then it's like 7,500. Oh. And you're like, well, wait, how do we get to seven? And then 10,000 and, and plus. And you're like, wait a minute. We were 3,000. That was physics, man. That was the law of nature, you know? And now you're telling us, so who's been, you know, bamboozling us all this time? And Dude, that was right. Underneath sun rises in the east and sets in the west, bro. Was changing oil every 3,000. It was, they're like, those two. Like, it was religion in my family. Like, oh, God, it's 3,200 miles. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, so it, it's kind of wild to see where we're going. And, and we're really just at the, at the precipice, just the tip of the iceberg. When we talk to Kyle today, he's going to unfold a few things that will be mind-blowing, that will absolutely flip the script on what you know as an oil change interval and really just how we think about it, how we approach it. And, and crazy that it's coming from an oil company, bro. That's, <laughs> I know, you know, it yeah. seems counterintuitive, but it's nuts. Yeah, here's an oil company about to tell you that you don't ever have to change your oil. Now, there, there's <laughs> some things you got to pay attention to, right? Um, sure. But it's, it's all science. It's all science. And you can do, you know, a few things to, let's say, make sure your oil is spot on. It's got all the right little ingredients in there, etc. But the oil itself... Right, could kind of go forever. Uh, so, and a lot of us think, oh, you know, I'll, I'll spend my, I put cheap oil in my car, I'll just, you know, spend my $60 or whatever, get it done. But some of us put in good stuff, right? We hammer on our vehicles, we tow on oh, yeah. our vehicles, you know, we have performance stuff, we put in good oils, and man, that can rack up real fast. And you got maybe a diesel truck, something that's got a lot of volume to it, 
right? A race pan. Yeah. Man, now you got a lot of quartz in there. You're talking gallons. Uh, so to be dumping that every 3,000 miles when you could keep it around for ever or for a whole lot longer than we grew up understanding, uh, this is pretty cool stuff. I think you guys want to stick around for this. Yeah, no doubt. Kyle, you, you realize that seems like a counterintuitive business model. You, you realize that like from an oil company's perspective, you, it seems uh, like you would be pursuing ways that people can get oil in your oils in their engines, not keeping oils in their engines. I can hear the slogan. Oh, today's engines are so powerful and power dense. 2,500 mile oil changes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, right. 2,000 mile oil changes. <laughs> What's going on, Kyle? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to be back on. <laughs> right on, man. We are prepared to be mind-blown once again, or at least swollen, right, packed and filled with facts and real science and real data. So that's, that's always a fun yeah, time. Yeah, that's what we like to do. And you brought, for anybody that can see this on video, he brought displays. He's going big. Forget the grass, man. He brought real deal stuff. Uh, we're going to put it to the test, man. So it's the Two Guys Ride podcast. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B. We'll see you just on the other side of the break. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Shut the front door. We have Kyle Fisher on y'all. Hot shot secret. He said moments ago, you may never need to change your oil. You can go thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles before changing your oil. Blasphemy. No way is this true. This can't be for real. What's this? What's this nonfiction you're selling, man? This this came like right out of the automotive Bible. One must change oil at 3,000 miles or three months. So what tell kind of us. NASA oil you got up in your machine, man. <laughs> what automotive gods came down from the sky and changed the rules on us? <laughs> well, you, you know, it's, it, it really comes down to, to science, like we always say. So I, I think the best place to start is let's talk about why we change oil. Like what, what, what makes us change oil? And there's three components we generally look at. Um, number one, viscosity, right? So you need to be running the right viscosity for your, for your tolerances in your engine. And what happens with oil over time is it breaks down, right? So you start to, you start your, your 15W40, that 40 weight starts to turn into a 38 weight and a 36 weight. And it gets a little, little lighter and you start to, you know, not get the bearing coverage that you need. Um, and it's time to change that oil. Uh, so that's one thing we look at. Uh, All right. So the thickness, the viscosity of the oil, what's keeping those parts from touching each other? All right. We got number one. Number two, how clean is that oil? Oil gets dirty, right? Uh, we're really uh, big in the diesel side of things. So we see a lot of soot uh, in the oil, but uh, every engine is is adding dirt uh we see the silica a lot in our oil analysis um but when that dirt overcomes the oil too much and it's in the oil it's just simply too dirty it's time to change it that's right it's like the bath water for some of us yeah you can imagine right? all those particulates starting to grind on the bearings start to break up that film that film strength catastrophic to components touching you know each other and, and friction coefficients so yeah, debris, dirt, all that stuff. But can't that be handled with a filter? That can. And and let me hit you the, with a third leg uh, that's going to make you change. And that's that additive package. That gets depleted over time. Uh, again, on the diesel side, we see it really big because you're introducing acids to the oil. So 
you always need to have a, a strong detergent package, uh, what we call a, a TBN, which is your total base number, which is basically a measurement of those detergents in the oil. So once those, and those just get used up, you know, it's kind of like you have a stock of it. It's, it's, it's fighting the good fight and it's slowly getting depleted. So it's like washing your dishes. Yeah. Washing your dishes. Sometimes you need to add a little bit more soap. You got it. Right. You got the it. The water's in there and it's part to get dirty. But the soap is in there doing the cleaning or whatever, like you said, the detergents taking up all the acids and things, all the blow-by going down your cylinders, past the rings, right? All that nasty stuff, that combustion kind of grody, you know, eating up your metal parts in there. Okay. All right. I'm with you. So, so of those three aspects, um, I'll address two of them real quick, but I'm going to talk about the, the, the cleaning side today. Uh the detergent package, that last, uh, that last aspect, uh, normally you don't have to worry about that. Normally your oil's sheared out by then or it's gotten too dirty. Uh, there's enough detergents in there to last that long. And, uh, but we make a very unique product here at Hotshot Secret. Now, now, Kyle, when you say that long, are you talking that 5,000-mile interval? Is that what you're re- referring to? Sure. When you say it's new sheared at that point, is that that, that – hypothetical 5,000 mile period. Sure. And, and, and it, that goes back to the first part, the viscosity side where you guys made that point at the very beginning. Um, we used to have 3000 mile recommendations and then 5,000 and 7,000 The there's no craziness on that. That's just the improvement of oil. So, and, and, and the base oil drinking on the job. Kyle. <laughs> there you go. So technology's evolved over time and it's allowed oil to, last longer before it falls out of grade. And this is really where you come down to group two conventional oils, group three synthetic oils. Uh, We offer a line of group four PAO, polyalpha olefin oils. The main difference in those is really what people have to understand is synthetic oil, as we understand it, is really no different than conventional oil. The the only difference is it's just hydrocracked a little bit more. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to clean up the carbon chain of the oil. So when you start with a group two conventional oil, it's got a very rough and bushy carbon chain. It's very odd sized, odd shaped. There's a lot of places for it to break. And that's why when you're getting your 1995 oil change down the street with a very cheap oil, it's very prone to breaking and falling out of grade very quickly. So it may only last 3000 miles until that 30 weight starts becoming a 25 weight and it's got to go. That violates one of our three rules, right? Got to go. So as oils improved, you can hydrocrack it more and we get a much cleaner carbon chain. And the cleaner that carbon chain is, the more difficult it is to break. It gives you film strength. It gives you strength of that base oil to hold that viscosity and fight and last longer. Now all of a sudden you can step up to a group three, which is called a synthetic oil, and get twice the interval out of it before it starts to break down. Uh, and that starts to open up a whole new market. Well, before, we didn't have to put all that detergent in there because the oil wasn't going to last that long. Now the oil is lasting 10,000 miles, 20,000 miles. We could add more detergent to it. And then we've got some crazy oil, which we can talk about if we've got time at the end here. But we've got this polyalpha olefin. Good question. Go ahead. How do you hydro crack it? When you hydro crack it, are you affecting it on a molecular level? Hundred percent. What are you doing to clean up the carbons in it? How do you replace them and tighten the chain up? 
Oh, uh, okay. Now I'm going to have to go find Chris Gabrielchuk for, 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 for that. <laughs> the mad <one>. scientist <laughs> himself. Yep. <laughs> right. So I don't do that side of the business, but it is at a molecular level. And what it's, what it's, what it's really trying to do, it's uh, oil is a hydrocarbon. So it's very, very straightforward when you see it under a microscope. So the crazier that chain is, the easier there are. Uh, and here's a unique thing too. That's very, very tough. People understand. Um, I kind of, pictured as like a tree like a bushy evergreen well when you have all those arms and legs sticking off they can those branches can break very easily which shears out of grade but additives are like christmas tree ornaments when you have all those arms and legs it's very easy to add additives to so believe it or not your cheaper conventional oils can actually hold additive much better Mm. and then once you start to clean up that carbon chain and make it very straight line make it very hard to break it's also you don't have all these branches to hang additives on it becomes very difficult and that's where some of our modern modern technology some of the patents we have that's how we get our group four pao oils to hold really good additive package and what makes that oil very unique is that it's a true synthetic we we have broke the carbon chain down to its elements and then we synthesize it we rebuild it in an identical carbon chain so it is like a series of BBs under a microscope, perfect carbon chain. It's unbreakable. That oil will never, ever, ever shear. Hmm. So we literally, of those three rules I told you that we got to change the oil on, we take that one off the table. If you're using a very high-end group four PAO oil, it will last forever without shearing. But that presents a problem. Now we have an oil that's not going to break down. Well, heck, it's going to get dirty, right? <laughs> so yeah. now I got this great oil. It's going to last forever, but it doesn't matter if I got to change it in 5,000 miles because it got dirty. And that's where the bypass filter comes in. And that's kind of what I wanted to chat about today and why this little contraption here is just the, the, the miracle to all vehicles. I believe every engine on earth should have one. Let's talk about regular filtration because, right, uh, everybody's fairly familiar with it, right? You got a screw-on filter. You got a cartridge filter. Um What's it doing, right? It's it's trying to filter out, you know, as much of the dirt and debris as possible. But if all the oil is trying to flow through it, it can't push through. It's going to have too much pressure, too much back pressure, right? You can't get oil, especially when it's cold, thick oil, all of those engine components when you fire up an engine. So you're limited on a, on a normal filter on what you can do with it, right? So you end up just kind of making it a coarse filter to you know, to some degree. So you're picking up the right. larger particles, but you're yep. just constantly building up. And that's why your oil is black when you go and get it changed, right? That filter is grabbing, you know, the rocks and the chips and the things, but all that other stuff is just passing right through because it can't choke off your oil flow if that's the only filter it has, right? Yeah, Kevin, you nailed it. And that's it is we need to keep oil flow to the engine. It needs oil to survive, so it's got to keep flowing. And that screen door that we're using as your spin-on oil filter, it can't be too tight. It slows down that oil flow, and you starve the engine, and you got catastrophic problems. So all the spin-ons that we deal with, um, a really good spin-on filter might strain down to about 15 micron. Uh, your average your average filter out there is about 20 micron, 25 micron, between 15 and 25, the best to about the average there. So that does a good job. Like you said, it keeps all the big stuff out. However, w- one thing that's very unique in oil analysis, the super tiny, less than one micron size particles 
don't don't cause that much wear. The super big ones that are 25, 30 micron size, they're getting caught up in that big net we have. It's those six to 10 micron particles that are just the perfect size that sit on those cylinder walls, ride your rings. These are what are wearing out an engine over many, many miles. And we just can't have that tight of a filter on the oil supply to get that stuff out and also keep the oil flow to the engine. So that's where a bypass filter comes in play. It's a second oil filter added to the vehicle's oil system. Okay, we're, uh, we're going to dive into bypass filters in just a second. R- real fast, can you tell me, just a, on a comparison level, the oil that people are putting in their car, I don't want to step backwards, but just so people can take note, how much of this dirt is controlled by a better oil and oil package than, say, a regular grade oil that somebody's going to pick up at Walmart? Do you have like a data showing that how much this other oil can fatigue, how fast it fatigues? Uh, how fast it loses shear strength compared to say some of the the threes or e- even fours. Okay, so you said a couple things there. First of all, the the longevity of the film strength and the viscosity of the oil does differ based on quality of oil and the quality of that base oil. But when we're talking about the dirt that accumulates in the oil, there's there's no magic wand, there's no magic sauce that you put in an oil that makes dirt go away. So whether you're using a very cheap oil or a very high-end expensive oil, you are always going to have to deal with dirt and particles in the in the engine oil. Each vehicle is different, and, and they, they, they add soot and, and other byproducts into the oil at different rates, but you're always going to deal with it regardless of the oil. So if you have an oil that's got a lot of detergent in it, and it's supposedly breaking these particles free and floating them around or whatever, you're hoping some of these particles get caught by the filter, but are you actually introducing more into the oil when you're using a, a higher detergent? Like I'm thinking about all the stuff, this cleanup that the oil does, where does all that stuff go? Right. Well, think of it this way. Let's think about a brand new, a brand new engine with its first fill of oil. And you don't have a lot of long-term carbon buildups inside that engine that you're, you're cleansing and, and adding, you know, carbon deposits into the oil. You're still introducing dirt and particles through your air intake. You know, it's, it's a, sure. it's a wide strain net as well. Um, and there's a lot of byproducts of the combustion pro- process that you get blow by, you get different, different ways to add different particles and all that stuff. Sure. Right. And, and so you do have the detergents and, and, and the TBN packages that you have in the oils are designed to fight the natural acids that, that build up and to give it cleansing properties. It gives it a film strength. You can have advantages of that from a a better oil over a, say a poor oil. But haven't you guys done tests? Maybe we can talk about this after the break. Haven't you guys done tests where you took, I'm not talking about that clean and shiny new engine. I'm talking one, with a couple of hundo on it, some dude just picked up, you're doing something to clean the inside of that engine up and to make the oil cleaner down the road. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think, Willie, if I got it right, and I'm, I may be way off, so you, you dial us in, Kyle. I'm thinking the dirt, the generic dirt we talk about inside the engine, one is particles, right? So it's just like physical dirt, debris, metal, metal shavings, shavings yep. whatever. And the other is... Uh, bad chemistry acids. Correct. So we're trying to neutralize those acids so they don't eat away and corrode and break things down. Is that kind of the two halves? 100%. And one is more of a filtration. One is more of a filtration, get the particles out, 
and the other is more of chemistry to keep the bad acids and things from corroding and eating at, at parts, right? Yes, and, and, and that plays off each other too because as you have the acids build up and your oil starts to oxidize, well, now you're going to have more – it's going to cheer your strength. You're going to have more engine wear, which means more metal particles. It, it just compounds on itself. So they, they play into each other. But it, I'm talking specifically I thought you guys took an engine – Right, it had a gob awful amount of miles on it, and yeah. didn't do anything but add oil and made it cleaner. You added stuff didn't to even the add oil. oil. Yeah, you didn't even change the oil. I'm talking about all the crap that right. was in there on this old wore out dog. You guys just added chemically a couple things, and it cleaned up the oil, cleaned up the engine, and it was actually cleaner after you ran it. Like, can you tell yeah. us about that coming up next? That's, well, that's filtration. That was filtration. Yeah. There's no chemicals involved in that. Wow. That was that was this bad boy right oh, here. Oh, perfect setup then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. We'll dive into that here in just a second. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kyle Fisher. This is gonna be good stuff. Kevin Bird, Willie B. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have our man Kyle Fisher, Director of Branding and Promotions, Hot Shot Secret. We're talking about oil changes and the fact that you may never need one again how is that possible well before the break we we're talking about i want to know i thought there was, there's a story right you guys i thought it was maybe chemically but it's a filtration system you guys added this to a vehicle that was a workhorse a lot of miles tell me this story what happened yeah i, I pulled this up for you i i, I knew you wanted to talk about it so We've done a lot of testing where we show, you know, what this unit's designed to do, be put on with fresh oil, keep it clean. That's the greatest thing about having a bypass filter. Uh, without it, your oil is as clean as it can be the day you put it in there, and then every day it gets dirtier and dirtier and dirtier until you change it. A bypass filter allows you to keep it clean as the day you poured it in until the day you change it. And so we've had a lot of testing to show that, how it keeps clean. And we said, you know what would be cool? Let's show how well this thing cleans by instead of putting it on with a fresh oil, we're going to put it on some really nasty, dirty oil. And what we did, we did a, it was a F-350 Ford Power Stroke, uh, had 217,000 miles on the engine, and we were currently 4711, 4,711 miles into that oil interval. So it was well dirtied by then. Uh, there's no other bypass filtration on the vehicle. And we ran a uh, oil analysis to measure the particle count. And the way you measure particle count, it's by micron size. So it's kind of like we talked about earlier, the wide screen down to a tighter screen. So at the two micron level, there was 41,182 parts per million of particles. 41,000 particles uh, per million at the, that are the two micron size or smaller. At the five micron size, a little bit bigger, 15,258. At the 10 micron size, 4,200. At the 15 micron size, 1,600. Because about that 15 micron size, that's when you're getting a big enough particle, your spin-on filter starting to clean that stuff up. All the stuff below 15 microns is just flowing through your oil regularly. And that's so, just your good spin-on filters? Yep. that's that. A good fil filter will get down to about 15, right? Most of them are around yeah. 20. Okay. So what we did was, so that's, that was the base uh, test on this, this truck. We installed a France bypass filter on it. Didn't change the oil. Didn't touch it. Kept it in there. Just added the filter to it. So 
where, where it's kind of like waiting for your fish tank to get really dirty before you put the filter on it just to see if it could catch up and clean up. The vehicle was driven uh, 218 miles, so not far. We added 218 miles at 4,929 miles on, on the oil change. We, after adding the filter, we ran a particle count oil analysis again to see what was in that oil, see how much it cleaned it up. The two micron size particles went from 41,000 parts per million to 1,600 parts per million. Five micron went from 15,000 parts per million to 600 parts per million. 10 micron went from 4,000 to 168. And the 15 micron size went from 1,600 down to 65 parts per million. Now, that was put on already an old engine, a plus 200,000 mile engine that already had dirty oil that had already been running in it for 4,000 miles. Now, that may, I'm going to put this into context for you, okay? what those numbers show. Uh, we also took an analysis of, of what we call virgin analysis of an oil. Um, in this case, it was off shell, the shelf. Yep. Off the shelf. Uh, this was shelf, uh, yeah. shell rotality, 1540, a very, very common diesel, probably the world's I'm most common my diesel. diesel. My seven three's got it right now outside. Uh, we're going to have to change you on that, buddy. But, uh, oh no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it's very common. oil. That's good oil. Um, it's, it's probably the most commonly used oil out there. Uh, we did a virgin analysis on that, and here is the particle count results. I'm going to compare this to the results of the dirty oil that had 200 miles of filtration on it. Uh, the dirty oil, at two microns, we got down to 1,600. Yeah. A brand-new bottle of oil at two microns was at 1,800 parts per million. Shut up. In a brand-new bottle. At five microns, our filtration got it down to 600. 600. Uh, the brand new oil at five microns was 673. Uh, 10, 10 microns, 168 to brand new oil was 186. And at 15 microns, uh, this filter had got the dirty oil down to 65, whereas the new oil is at 72. So what that tells you is the tight, that the oil that's coming off the manufacturer's line going into bottles has less of a filter on it than this has on it that's mounted to your car permanently cleaning it. And we can actually yeah, it was only 218 on, miles, right? And in, in 218 miles, you just assume at 500 miles it would be cleaner, right? And and it does continue to clean, and and, <laughs> yeah. and that's the great thing about it is it doesn't stop. So you're always catching those particles. And imagine if your engine never had to see a anything larger than three micron size, and it's, and it's just you talk about reducing wear, and those, and that's what we talk about when we see wear reduction. We're looking at particle count. We're looking at, at type, you know, visit what type of metals are that we see in there. But that's what we want to avoid. That's what we're doing with lubrication is, is, is trying to prevent that wear. And you can, it, this goes to show that you can actually get that wear out of the engine. And that's what is this perpetual problem is the more wear you add to the oil, now you have more particles. The particles create more wear because they get stuck in everything and they're sliding on your cylinders. And so it, it, it compound it becomes a compounding problem. Well, it's like, you know, anybody go to the beach, they've been in the in the sand and the, the ocean water, and you get out and you got that chafing going on. You know, it's all them particles in there, right? <laughs> right. They're all just rubbing around, making things a little uncomfortable. That's right. You know, I can't imagine going two hundred thousand miles in a pair of beach shorts, you know, like <laughs> That's right. That would not be good. Now, let me explain real quick this bypass filter, because I'm sure a lot of people are out there thinking, 
you just add a second filter, where does it go? Right? So we talked about you can't make your primary flow of oil from your sump to your engine parts have too, too high of a restriction, or you can't get the oil to flow. That's right. right. So what you're doing is you're, you're tapping. Typically, you would do right off like uh, where you would screw your filter on. You put a little filter adapter, and you just take some of the oil. That's right. So majority of the oil is still going to pump your engine, which that, is great, right? It's the, you know, starts out being the dirty oil, but you're taking a little bit of it and you're running it through a really super fine filter and you're filtering it out slowly and slowly and surely. That's right. And eventually, you know, all that oil after it's been pumped around over and over and over again, some of it just keeps getting funneled off and it just keeps pulling more and more dirt away. So like you said, after a couple hundred miles on dirty oil, it's clean. Yep. Yep. And it is very much like a, a fish tank filter. You know, uh, you're not, you're not filtering all the water at once. You're getting a little, little piece of it. So, um, we're keeping that oil flow to the engine. We're not restricting that the, the main oil flow through the main filter. And, and I, I should mention in doing this, you're still changing your spin on filters at the, at the recommended time at the recommended intervals. And there are filters, uh, uh, media filters inside our, our, our unit that you change as well. Um, I've got a, uh, example right here, uh, the toilet paper looking roll that everyone sees here. That's the shape of it that goes inside here. We have two different kinds. This is our cellulose one. This will also pick up water and glycol. Um, or we have a synthetic version that doesn't pick up water and glycol, but will will, will pick up all your particles down to two microns. Kyle, nobody's going to look at that thing and say that's not a piece of, well, that's not a roll of toilet paper. I'm just telling you, nobody's going to look at that. Everybody's going to see like, that's Scott's one ply. That's the cheap porta potty stuff. What is it? That's like toilet paper. It really is like toilet paper. The, the, this, this, uh, uh, Back in the day when France was, this is a really popular device back in the 50s and the hot rods and stuff. It was very, and people used to put toilet paper rolls in there and it could, it could actually do a job. But if you guys were to feel this, you don't want to be using this. <laughs> toilet paper. I was going to say the proof is in using it and it ain't going to be me. <laughs> right. Willie, I'll let you try it out. It is a paper, paper uh, type filter, but it's wound so tight that you can hammer some nails with this. You don't want to be uh, wiping your butt. I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. I I try to toilet brush. I'll tell you, I'll switch back to paper really fast. <laughs> Weird. Um. And, and, and to answer your question about install, like you said, uh, there's a few different ways. As you can see here, this is a, an example of a spin-on oil filter. And like you said, it's a sandwich adapter. So it goes right in between uh, where you put your spin-on on, and that's where you see the blue line coming out. So you're just bleeding out about 10% of the oil flow. The rest is going back in the filter and running like normal. You run it to the can. The can can be mounted anywhere in any direction, uh, anywhere you want in the engine bay. A lot of the big trucks put them on the frame rails. And then in this example here, this is a made for a Duramax. This is set up to come right back to your oil fill cap um, right on top of the engine. And all this is billet uh, made parts. Uh, D&J Precision cuts our billet for us. And uh, there's a few different styles. We have another style that's uh, for... Uh, the power strokes where they have the big cap on it. You you probably know, Willie, with the that big oil cap. Well, it, yeah, that one comes yeah. with a, a real big chunk of billet to cover that. Um, <laughs> ah, cool. The Cummins just uh, have taps on the side of the block, uh, AN taps, so you can tap right in. And then we sell universal kits where all you need to do is get an input and an output. Uh, we return it usually just to the oil fill cap, which is another great thing um, for getting oil samples. You can oh, yeah. just fire yeah. it up, get a sample right out of it, which I will let his little secret out. 
we are going to be rebranding our France filter unit. Uh, we're going to be launching at SEMA. We're doing a press conference in the booth there, and you're going to see a whole new version of this. Uh, we're going to rebrand it over to the Hot Shots brand after 50 years of France, and we're kind of hot shot secreting it. You know, we're bringing some new science to it, some new technology. It's going to have a new uh, uh, spout for sampling. We're going to have some new stainless steel braided hoses, some quick disconnects, some powder coating. We're bringing it to the to, to this century. Let's let's put, let's put it that way. Nice, a little update. Right on, That's right. right on. And you know, for anybody thinking, how complicated is this? Right, tapping into an engine and all that stuff. Literally, if you can change your oil, if you can change your filter, you can put a system on it because it's super right. simple, right? You can screw on sort of that sandwich adapter, run a hose, right? Mount your little filter there and anywhere you need to, and then just. Like I said, yeah. it goes right back in the oil fill cap. Yep. This filter bracket here, it can be mounted in any direction. You put two bolts in it, you find a firewall, uh, anywhere where you can fit two screws and have room for the filter to be removed so you can replace the filters. Throw away your plastic oil cap. You get a nice billet one now. And um, it, it's it. if you've got general tools in the garage, you're, you're good to do it. It is daunting to some people. And if you do take it to a parts store, they'll – They'll throw it on for you. Any parts store, will, you know, your auto shop will look at this and say, oh, we got that. No problem. We can pop it on in 30 minutes for you. So so now let's say you've you've put some good oil in, right? Because you've got, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, time is money when you're when you're doing trucking. Right. Sure. So that's a no brainer. Right. Anybody else that's got a vehicle, they want to, you know, keep and maintain, actually save some money on oil changes or whatever. But let's say you go with, you know, a, a good oil. You've got at least a synthetic in there. I mean, you could step it up even to the PAO4s. But you got a good oil in there with some sheer strength. It's going to last you for a long time. You've got the filtration on. What, what does the maintenance then look like? Because you do need to add some detergents, and you do need to change your filtering. So what, what kind of intervals would you recommend or process for determining your intervals? Oil analysis tells us everything. Uh, but until we get it really dialed into uh, proper oil, oil analysis on the filter changes, the rule of thumb is very simple. Your spin-on filter, stick with your manufacturer's recommendation. Uh, you know, if, if they recommend that you change that filter every 5,000, 10,000 miles, you still want to change your spin-on filter at that time. Uh, as far as our bypass filters, we have the two types. We have the synthetic uh, and the cellulose. The cellulose is good for about 5,000 miles, um, and the synthetic is good for about 10,000 miles. And they're cheap, too. Uh, I believe the... Cellulose is about five bucks a filter and ten bucks for the synthetic. So you're talking a wow. dollar for a thousand miles of of this type of uh, you know filtration. So those need to be changed on those those intervals. Other than that, when you get talking about how long we can go on a really good oil, we're going to look at those three things. So we probably go ten thousand miles on your first one. Um, if you're somebody that changes at five thousand regularly, I'd say let's check at five thousand so you feel comfortable. And we'll show you that we're going to check those three things. Is it still in grade? Is it still holding its viscosity? And we'll, we'll check that. If it's a PAO, high-end synthetic, it's still going to be good after 5,000 miles. We're going to check to see that detergent package. We're going to look at the TBN level, see if that's dropped. Most oils start at about a TBN level of 10. Uh, we do have some oils as high as 14. And once that 10 drops down to a 7, maybe 6, that's when we want to spike it up. If you wait too long and it gets down to a two or three, the acids sometimes have taken over so much we can't come back from it. So you don't want to mm. wait too long on that. And every vehicle is different. So what we'll do is we'll do an analysis at five, an analysis at 10,000, and that gives us a couple 
data points so we can then see at, at what rate your vehicle adds soot to the oil, adds blow by to the oil, um, adds dirt and particles to the oil. And then we can start recommending at, at how often you need to change a filter and exactly how much of our additive package. This is a fortified oil booster that has all the, it's got a CK4 package. It's got our patented FR3, which is our anti-wear, um, and it's got a big TBN booster package in it to bring this detergents up. And it's just got a chart on the back. So you, we'll give you a call if you're on oil analysis and say, you dropped to a seven. We want you to bring your TBN up three points. You look at the chart here. You say, okay, that's going to be six ounces of TBN booster. You put six ounces in, pop a new filter in. We'll see you in 10,000 miles. And this goes and goes and goes. And how far it can go, this is where it blows the people's minds. We, we did our first 100,000-mile challenge a few years ago, and, and this is on the big rig side of things, and we had dozens of them blow right through it. So we restructured it um, last year, did it again. We just had our first truck hit 200,000 miles on the, on the same oil change. Shut the front door. 200,000 miles on an oil change. With, with regular analysis showing uh, perfectly safe and healthy. And again, it's yeah, you have to have all three facets covered. Let's get a strong oil that's not going to shear. It's going to hold grade. You got to have a great filtration system to keep it clean. And you got to do your analysis, keep your eye, keep your detergent up. Other than that, why else would you change? It's not violating any of those three principles. And the wear's not not happening. Let's keep rolling. Right. Now is it on. smart for an right oil company? On. I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, good for the for the vehicles. Nice, nice. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. And that, like I said, I don't know if it matters what type of vehicle. Well, clearly, if you've got, uh, you know, from a couple of four or five quarts to, you know, you're talking about eight quart, twelve quart beyond, that gets really expensive. And when you got a, you know, service and downtime, that gets pretty expensive. So. If I can just do a top off of some detergents, right? Sure. If I can just poop, pop out a filter and run, man, that is some pretty good stuff. Not everybody's running for 200,000 mile intervals. Let's get that straight. But if you're doing three or four or 5,000 miles because you're, you're, you're just too conscious and worried about, you know, any type of risk of wear coming in, hey, let's get you to 6, 8, 10, 12. Let's, let's get you twice the value out of the oil you're using. And let's remember, besides all that, it's clean oil the entire interval. The, the engine never sees the dirty oil, and that is just priceless for the longevity of an engine over the long haul. Yeah, one of the things we didn't really hammer, uh, but you've mentioned it, is absolutely the oil analysis, right? Because we're doing what the OE is uh, telling us to do in our owner's manual to keep us safe, right? Right. All different types of usage profiles, ages of engines, and they say, well, to be safe change it this often because they know exactly what the oil quality needs to be to keep the engine good, yep. right? And so it's real simple to use from them, right? A little bit of sample, you mail it in and it tells you. And doing this once or twice, three times, it gives you a curve that says, wow, my oil isn't doing anything after 3,000. It's, it's starting to get a little funky at seven and eh, 10,000. That's really where I need to be on my drive cycle, my engine, the way it goes. You know, by science and measurement with a little sample, you just mail it to them and they'll tell you all the data and you know, wow, this is how my vehicle, my motorcycle, my truck, you know, my, 
my diesel, this is how it's kind of behaving. And you can kind of create a pattern instead of going, well, just to be sure I'm going to change it now. You got the science that says, you know what, man, this is when I need to change my oil or this is when I need to add some additives or my filter. It's kind of a neat thing. Like once you have that piece of information, it's like a report card for your oil yeah. that you didn't have to get your dad to sign. I, I'd never get my dad to send my report cards, no way. Uh, but this one, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Kyle, where do people find you socially? How do people get a hold of you? Follow what you guys are doing. Check on some of this research you guys got out there. Uh, hotshotsecret.com. We really like to drive people to the website because it's a, it's a place for information. It's a place for us to try to educate. And, um, and you can always call us. Our number's right on the website there. We love taking calls, whether it's about our products or not. If it's just lubrication questions, if you're interested in this type of, of product, um, we, we love to talk about it. So, and of course, all the socials you can find us out there and on Facebook, TikTok. Uh, you know, I'm out there at the races all the time, so we got a lot of new race content coming that I think we're going to talk about yeah. next time. And uh, but uh, we like to we like to talk to the, the customers. So so feel free. The, the best thing is old school. Give us a call. We'll, we'll talk you through anything hey, you want. You know where else you can find them? On our show, right. which airs weekends on the Motor Trend Network. So check your local listings. It's also available on Motor Trend Plus, which is a streaming format, a great way to find us. Again, thanks to our guest, Kyle Fisher, Hot Shot Secret. Our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He's Kevin Bird. I'm Willie B for the Two Guys Garage podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share with us on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. Now, the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted 2023. Brenton Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Common, you a wealth of knowledge, bro. It's always crazy seeing what you guys are doing and the problems uh, you guys are fixing. So it's cool to catch up. Can't wait for the next one, man. Always enjoy being on with you guys. I appreciate it. All right, brother. You take care, man. Right on, man. Hope you guys learned something. I, I, I hear it out there, a little brain fizzling, right? Some of you out there trying to absorb what the heck are those guys talking about? Man, I don't know. I believe it, but God dang it, it sure sounded solid to me. Well, it, it sure was. So anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed it, learned something. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.